friends. Welcome back to the Selling Utah podcast. I'm your host, McCall Hicken. I'm a local real estate agent here in Utah. This podcast is a place where you can get to know different small business owners of our community and learn what businesses might be just next door. Get to know the heart and soul behind their business, how they started, what motivated them, and get inspired to follow your dreams too. Hey everybody, welcome back. I am so excited for our guest today. Her name is Ariel Pettigrew and she just launched this amazing journal slash planner slash like everything in one and it's completely down my alley, completely like what I practice in my daily life. Um, You know, it encourages you to practice things that just things I've implemented and seen just my life turn around with. So I am so excited for her to talk about this and share this and share the inspiration behind it. Um, and just her to inspire you period. She's a mom of two very young kids, (laughs) has a full-time job, has a side hustle and just launched this company. So she's seriously like talk about wonder woman over here. So (laughs) I am so excited. So I like to start off my podcast. Um, and this is totally down your alley, so you're going to be okay. Just okay. by talking about or sharing the best part of your week so far, or I mean, we're on Monday, so the last week or whatever, but what's like something recently um, that's happened that you're super grateful for? Yeah. So something that recently happened that I'm super grateful for is the launch of my company. So we just launched it. So it was a week. Um, so Saturday was a week that has been launched. So that's something I'm super grateful for because I have just received so, so much support from the community and kind of just even people I don't know, like all around. So it's been really, really cool and just gone so much better than expected. Yay. I'm so excited because I know we ran into each other a couple weeks ago and there was kind of a delay. I mean, right. Supply, demand, we're seeing shortages and all that fun stuff. I mean, so that was kind of frustrating for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Cause you know, when I, when they got shipped, they shipped from London. They're like, Oh, we'll be here in like four days, blah, blah, blah. And so like, I had kind of like set that expectation with everybody on social media that like, okay, they'll be here. And it was already like getting to be like middle of January where people are like, Hey dude, like I want my planner. (laughs) Like I need to plan. Right. So I'm like, Oh crap. And then now like, then they got held up in customs in Turkey. So I'm like, shoot, like, I don't know when they're going to be here. And they, they end, it ended up coming and working out, but I'm yeah, it was so stressful in the middle of it. For sure. Cause I mean, I think ideally you wanted to get this going kind of at the beginning of the year. Cause yes. that's when a lot of people do their vision boards, their goal mm-hmm. setting and all of that. And so, you know, of course you have that expe- expectation and For want sure. to have that available to people to be like, okay, I'm so excited because you truly like are going to change lives with this planner and you're like wanting to get this out and know. you know, yeah, it was. It was frustrating and it was a little bit of a setback, but honestly, like that's part of business. Like there's so many elements you just cannot control. So you just got to like roll with the punches. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So why don't you kind of talk about just yourself? I mean, I I kind of just briefly went over all of the things on your plate and everything you do, but um, just kind of like introduce yourself and um, maybe like what inspired you to get going with this. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I have two little kids. One is three years old and we have a six months old, six month old. And my husband and I have been married for almost four years now. And so 
we kind of got thrown into, not thrown into marriage and all that really soon, but like we, we, we just did it all really, really quick. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, we started dating and we were on that high of like, oh my gosh, like this is the best thing ever. So we ended up getting pregnant and then like we ended up getting married, like all within probably like less than a year of dating. Okay. So yeah. it just moved really, really fast. And both of us were to the age, like at the time, like what, we were 20, 26, like he was 27. Like, so we thought like we were mature enough. We thought we were ready to get married. We thought we were ready to have babies, all of it. But like, there was so much in between that we had not figured out yet. Like communication. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. A, a big one, right? Yeah. I think we, I think we're all guilty of that to a point. Yeah. So that was like, um, you know, so our marriage, like after we had our first daughter really, really started falling apart. Like we just, we didn't know how to communicate with each other. I am an external processor. So like anything that is on my mind or anything I feel like I, I just have to put it out there. And he is like a hundred percent an internal processor. Like he'll sit on something for days, like, and won't say anything like, or even weeks, you know? And like, and he just processes it inside. And sometimes he doesn't even feel like he ever has to talk about it. So it really ended up causing us to to really butt heads. And also we come from two completely different backgrounds as does everybody, right? which had our own set of expectations that we brought into, into the marriage. And so anyways, everything started really falling apart and, you know, we're both kind of to the point in our marriage where we're like, okay, we just don't want to do this anymore. Like this, this just isn't fun. (laughs) Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't feel like we were being present parents because we were just always at each other's throats. So like we didn't enjoy our daughter because like it was just more energy of something you had to put into, you know? Right. And so like we finally hit the point that I was just like, okay, something, something big needs to change. We tried counseling, we tried all that. And I just, I felt like that was just bringing up more negativity because the counselors always ask you like, you know, what's going on. And then of course you don't talk about like what you can do differently. You just point out the negative things that your spouse is doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's just natural. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, we tried all that and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't want to get divorced, but I also, um, don't want to keep living how we, how we have been. So I just decided to make a commitment to myself and to God to like, journal something I am grateful for, for an entire year. And like religiously, like not let a single negative word hit that page. And as much as I could, like not let any negativity come out of my mouth. Um, and so I did it for an entire year. I, and so one of the like little stipulations I had for myself was I didn't ever allow myself to journal. I was grateful for the same thing twice. So, and what that really like made me do is it made me find like silver linings throughout my day. And because like when we think of like, oh, what are you grateful for? People go to the obvious, right? Like I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for my kids, like whatever. But like when you, okay, if I wrote my kids down once, like for the next 364 days, like I can't write them down again, you know? Like, and not that I can't be grateful, but like it makes you think really specifics. Like I'm grateful for like Ava's laughter or I'm grateful for whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so- what that did is it really just created a sense of like optimism and it just made me like seek gratitude throughout the day because I knew I had to write something I was grateful for. And so throughout the day, like even though I wasn't in a grateful headspace because like things just at home weren't very good, it made like doors and like things start opening up 
and it made like our marriage better because, you know, when he came home, I wasn't thinking like, okay, what's he going to do to piss me off today? Yeah. (laughs) Like, or, oh, cool. Like he left and he didn't really say goodbye before he left, you know, like whatever it was, you know, I was just like, oh, cool. Like he like made me coffee this morning or, you know, just like, or he took out the trash or on the way home, he got the car washed, like little things that like probably would have, like, I would have not noticed before. I, I was like really appreciative for after I started doing this. And then, you know, soon after it just really started to just transform my own mind and our, and our marriage, because he knew when he came home, like it was a safe place to come home to. Like he wasn't going to get nagged about what he was or wasn't doing. And then it made him start wanting to change like his own behaviors, you know, without me actually having to like tell him to. Yes. So that was, I think that was the, that's why I, I started this company is because like, I just really needed to see change in my own life. And so here in a couple weeks, they should actually be shipping today. Um, I have like the gratitude journals coming. So right now what I have out is planners, um, and it has like gratitude, like a, a portion for journaling in there, but the main focus isn't really journaling. It's more planning your day and really setting your intentions for the week and affirmations and stuff like that, which I think is all super, super important. And then the gratitude journals are coming next, which I'm super excited about. So that's how, that's how I got started in it. I, I found myself like after it really, really helped our relationship and not even just our relationship. Cause it's not always about, it's not about the other person always. Mm-hmm. It's about helping yourself and finding yourself in that and finding like what I think we all fall into the trap of is letting other people control our emotions. And so for me, I was always, okay, if he's in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. Or, you know, you just, if he does this, then my day is going to be ruined or whatever. Like, and I think we all fall into that trap way too often. So I, with practicing gratitude and really just having it on the forefront of your mind all the time, I was able to let go of like that control. Like it didn't, it didn't matter what he did. Like it wasn't going to control my day because I was still grateful for A, B, and C. Exactly. And I, I love that so much because that's something that I started practicing too. And I, I haven't been as religious with it as I would <laughs> like to be, and I need to be better, but especially in a world right now where there's so much fear, there's so much anxiety, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of scary things happening. And when you are constantly trying to find the good in every single day. And like you said, those tiny things, right? Because it is, it's easy to be like, okay, I'm thankful for the, or grateful for the food on my table. I'm thankful for the roof over my head. And, but when you do something like that and you can't repeat the same thing, yeah, it is a lot more of a challenge than you would think. I mean, for sure. But you do. So you go throughout your day and you're just trying to find the optimism. And I have found that like, fear or judgment or like jealousy, like all of those low vibration emotions yeah. cannot simultaneously exist with gratitude. No, they can't at all. So I love that. Like, and it does, it, it transforms your life. I mean, yeah. even as a mom, like I have three kids under four and like we're a circus most of the time. And <laughs> trust me, there's days like I, I lose it, but then like at night and I practice this with my kids too. Um, they have a little journal and they obviously can't write, but like I ask them like, what was your favorite part of your day? Just to, you know, and when I sit down and I do that with them and we like, 
it really makes me kind of do a self check, right? For like, sure. okay, like I could have been a better mom to you guys today because I can't even think of what the best part of your day would have been because I was like yelling at you guys all day or, yeah, or you get distracted. Like, yes. cause we have businesses to run and we have a, B and C to do or that. It's like, even though you're around your kids, like you're not with your kids yes. sometimes. And I think that is good to like have those reality checks. Cause I have them often <laughs> for sure. And so when you're doing something like this and you're actually writing them down and going through your day and thinking of these things, and then you get to your journal and you sit down to write these things down. It is a, such a self check of your emotional state of mind during the day. And what you can do better the next day too. And just really keeping your focus in a high vibrational state of mind. No. And I love that you said that. And I love that you journal with your kids because, um, I think that's super, super important. One of the things I actually have in the works, hopefully I can get it out in the next month is actually a gratitude journal for kids. Yay. Yeah. So So I think as a mom, like one of the biggest things I want to leave with my kids is just them being able to be really, really grateful Um, Mm -hmm. I think one thing that parents often do without even knowing that they do is we expect gratitude from our kids, but we don't teach them gratitude. So the journal that I'm creating for kids is really to help families form habits around gratitude. So like I'll have different exercises like, Hey, every Monday, you know, do, do this with your kids, like ask them in the car, like what they're grateful for, or at the dinner table, tell them, tell the person like to your right, like what you love about them. Just, just different things that help kids like think about, think about what they're grateful for in different and in saying it in different ways. So they can really start forming those habits at a much earlier age. Yes. Because for me, like what is so, so important is, is, I don't know. I feel like if I would have had that implemented in me as a kid, like think about how many things we could have overcome as adults that like would have been so much less like hard. Like, so like when you're an adult and you don't get a job or somebody breaks up with you or whatever, like it seems like totally freaking devastating. Oh yeah. But if you can, like, if you've been taught from like the earliest age to find the silver lining in situations, like those challenges become opportunities. And that's what I want my kids to take away. Not that they can't, not that things won't hurt and not that things won't be sad or, you know, devastating, but that they can find like the good in it. Yes. That's what I want. Yeah. Teaching. I, I a hundred percent agree. And I love that you're going to do that because it's so true. Like we see all these suicides mm-hmm. and depression and in these young kids and it is, it's heartbreaking. Oh, right. For sure. And I mean, we look back when we were that age and we didn't have half the obstacles these kids have now. Right. Right. So it makes sense. And I think doing this type of practice with our families really teaches them that like, okay, we can't control our outside world, but you can control your inside world for sure. And when you can grasp that concept and figure that out and go through life being like, I can't control that, but I can control my response. I can control how I feel around this. And Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to feel those feelings for, For you know, the painful things, feel it, process it, but I can let it go and I can move on. For sure. That's probably one of the biggest like transformations I saw with gratitude is before, like when my husband and I would get in a fight, like it would ruin the weekend, right? Or the week. Mm -hmm. And then once I started practicing gratitude, like those hard days become like hard hours and then just hard moments, you know, like they, they don't, 
it's not that they still aren't going to be hard, but like the time frame that it's going to take up and the space it's going to take up in your mind gets so, so much smaller. And that's yeah. what's important is like, okay, hard things, like the one thing that everybody can agree on is hard things are going to happen in life. Disappointment yes. is inevitable. Mm-hmm. But how do we pivot from there? How do we make disappointment into, an, you know, an opportunity? Right. Like one of the things after I had completed like the year of, gratitude journaling like we had two miscarriages and you know as unfortunate as it was it wasn't as devastating as and, and not that it wasn't sad like and not that I wasn't heartbroken over it because oh yeah but it, I saw the opportunity that came from it I saw the the door open to so many more women that have been through the same thing that now I can be in connection with and I can sympathize with because most women actually have one, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. The statistics surrounding yeah. that. And so just to be able to be there and be a friend to so many more women, because like I had the same thing happen to me where before, like I, I could sympathize, but like I, I didn't, I would have never been able to understand or relate. Right. So there's just, there's so many things like that, that just once you practice gratitude and find those silver linings that mm-hmm. like so many opportunities just present themselves to you. It is. It's crazy. And even, you know, I actually told my husband this a couple of weeks ago, cause like we, we don't fight a lot, Yeah, you know, but when we do, I'm like, honestly, like I'm kind of grateful when we fight mm-hmm. because it makes me feel like we're passionate enough about each other for sure to want to come to a resolution and come on the same page. Right. Because mm-hmm. when you never fight, it's like, okay, I mean, yeah. you know, are we just not passionate enough about each other to like yeah, stand care. up for what we believe or <laughs> care about like what each other is doing or saying? Yeah. And, you know, so when we fight, like I I've told him that I'm just like, you know, yes, I don't love fighting by any means. I don't no. like say everyone should do it, but I'm like, I like when we can work together and come to a resolution because it makes me feel like we still care enough about each other to want to like move forward in our relationship. For sure. And I think that is so, so good because like you said, like, like if you don't ever have any disagree, like you're two totally separate people, like you're yes. going to not see eye to eye on a lot of things. And it's okay. And that's totally okay. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's, that's healthy. Like yeah. it and shows you're still an individual. <laughs> exactly. And it is. And then it's just about like coming around for a circle and being, finding that silver lining and growing from it. That's funny. My husband and I were actually talking about that last night is um, compromise. And I hate the word compromise uh, <laughs> because for me, I, I don't believe in compromising. I can agree to disagree, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to compromise my beliefs because, because he feels a certain way and I don't. Align with yeah. Yep. Like I just, I think compromise in marriage should be taken off the table. <laughs> you can agree to disagree. You can yes. find, you know, a different way through something, but I don't believe we should ever compromise our beliefs. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I mean, we were just having a conversation before this about yeah. our beliefs in a certain topic yeah. and it is like, especially on a big scale, like you should never have to compromise what you believe in. Well, but how many people yes. nowadays do we see compromising so many things that they believe in to keep their jobs and to just yes. keep certain relationships with their family because that's what they believe. Exactly. And, and I think that's sad. It is. It's very sad. And on a bigger scale of what that leads to is really frightening too. For sure. So even on a smaller scale, when you constantly are compromising your belief system, you know, to align with someone else's, I mean, look at it on the big scale. Like what does the big picture look like if you, you know, 
don't stand up for what you believe in. For sure. And I think people, what they need to realize is once you comp- like, once you let go of some control, you're really letting go of all of control. Like mm-hmm. just, yep. I feel like it's, you compromise on this, like, oh, it's just this. And then it's, oh, it's just this. And before you know it, like, what are you left with? Who are you anymore? Like, what beliefs do you actually still hold on to firmly? Yes, exactly. And so I love that, like the journal and everything, right? Like you have the goal setting and all of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with what we're talking about, writing down your goals and writing down your beliefs and what you want for yourself, it's really, journaling is like, writing a contract with yourself. Yeah. And when you're constantly revisiting that, it helps you not get off track on what your goals and your beliefs are because you're constantly, you're revisiting this on a daily basis. You're looking Mm -hmm. at your goals on a daily basis and you're reminding yourself of your path because in our heads, like if we don't have a direction we're going, then where are you going to end up? Right? For sure. And I think that's what's so important to me about journaling is, and actually physically writing things down is I think the best accountability partner we can have is ourself. Yes. Because the the thing is like, and people say it all the time, the only person you can change is you. Okay. So what are you doing to change you? What are you doing to measure your progress? Because if you don't have something that says, okay, I'm here, I need to be here. Mm -hmm. Like the reality is you're going to fall back into the same cycle of just being you, which is the you you don't want to be. And yes. if and if we all can't look and say we want to grow in certain areas, like even me right now, like there are certain areas of life like I need to grow at. For one, because of everything going on, I like on my list, I have wrote down like be present with the kids. That is one of my intentions every single day. I and that. I have time set in my phone, like Kate, where I have phone down, I have computer down, I have everything down where I can just be present with them because even though I'm around them a lot, like it doesn't mean I'm present with them. And that's something like I have to like remind myself to do because I have so many other moving parts right now. Yes. And like you said, like we have to be able to measure. So like in our, in the planner I have, it like measures um, like your business intentions, your personal intentions, like, and it has you reflect back on, okay, this was what my past year looked like. Here's the challenges. Here's my um, here's my wins, like what, what you learn from each and looking forward, kind of what you want your next year to look like. Um, and so I think it's, I think it's super good. If anybody really wants to make progress, like you have to know that stuff. Yes, you do. And that is something like I encourage everyone to do at the beginning of every year, anytime during the year, mm-hmm. anytime during the year, especially like beginning in the mid year, right? Because mid year, we kind of, we start to fall off. We lose sight of our goals revisit those in the middle of the year and get yourself back on track so you can meet those by the end of the year. But, um, reflecting on your previous year and going through your calendar and your planner, like, you know, taking this from, so you'll have this for a full year. So next January, yeah, get your planner out, go through, look at the things that you committed to that were on your calendar. Did this bring me happiness? Did this not bring me happiness? I, if this brought me happiness, I want more of this in this year, you know, and it really, it gives you the opportunity to really design the life that you want for yourself. And, and, and like she said earlier, when you really go internally and just focus on you and your goals and your intentions for yourself and your family, the people around you see you start to radiate this positivity and this happiness and without you having to 
ask them to change, like you said, yeah, they just start to change because they see the change within you and it inspires them to want to be better. Right. Because when you're not demand, like nobody wants to change if somebody's demanding something of you, right? Like, but if, if, if that person's always bringing positivity into your life, like, why wouldn't you want to be a better person? Like, you, cause you, exactly. cause you see that you see them yes. being that, you know, and that, that's what I want my kids to see. I want my kids to be able to come talk to me, come with me with their problems. And I want them to want to be good and kind humans because that's what they see from us. Not yes. because that's just what I tell them. Like right. they, I want them to see it. <laughs> yes. Be the change you want to see in the world. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> Especially with your kids, because you know, it's on us at this point to raise this next generation mm-hmm. and you know what we look at and see in the world all this ugly stuff like it's on us to raise our kids to like we were saying just be optimistic be positive and just change change the world it's on it it is on us and we have to start internally with ourselves and this is like such a great way to start doing that because I don't know. It feels scary and it feels blurry when you're not diving in and getting things on paper for what you want for yourself and your family. For sure. I completely agree. So I love that. And I'm excited for everything that you have coming up too. And yeah. So another thing I want to touch on too, because you really focus on um, other women that inspire you. Yes. And all of your journals are named after women that have inspired you in your life, right? Yeah. So typically like with any sort of collection that any brand drops, like they just name it like after the color it is, right? Like the, the pink bland or whatever. Yes. I decided to name each of mine after a woman that inspires me. And I did that because like this brand wouldn't be what it is without the women in my life. And I, I want to create a culture that is really women supporting other women. I think one of the thing that one of the worst things that women fall into is really being critical of other women instead of supporting them. And I've been there myself. Like if you find someone you're threatened by, instead of finding what, what makes that person who they are and like why they're so beautiful, like you find the little things about them that you can pick apart and that makes you feel better about yourself you know, mm-hmm. and, and we've all been there and it's not something to be proud of, but it's something to know, like, okay, like I don't want to be like that anymore, you know? And yeah. so I wanted to create a brand that really just helps uplift women. So I have, you know, a section on the website where people can nominate somebody that, you know, a woman that they're really proud of and really inspired by. So like we could name one of our next journals after them, because I want this to be a, a brand that represents all women, you know, just all together. So no. And I love that you touched on that because you actually, I was looking at your Instagram and you have a post of like two girls journaling together and said, friends that journal together, stay together. Right. Yeah. And that picture was so much more powerful for me than just like the caption. And because it's so true, like the women and the people in our lives that we surround ourselves with is truly who we become. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, for sure. And if like you always hear, like if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? Yeah. So it is, it's so important to find your tribe that wants to see you grow and that wants to see you succeed. Because mm-hmm. if you're around people that are constantly telling you being the naysayers, right? Like, yeah. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. You probably shouldn't do it. Um, 
be with people that are going to uplift you. And seriously, journal with your friends, you guys, and talk yeah. about the affirmations, talk about your, your day and your time blocking and, and all the things that this journal provides, because when you're doing it with someone else, you'd be so surprised at how much you can inspire each other and grow and bounce ideas off of each other and really like chase your dream dreams when you have yeah. someone in your corner with you. So I completely agree. So mm-hmm. I love that like you're focused on uplifting women because it is when we're judgmental or I say when we're jealous, right? Yeah. It's usually because we desire something from that person that they have, For right? Sure. When we're judging, it is coming usually from a place of how are you making yourself feel better by mm-hmm. judging someone else? And so when you can turn that, like you were saying, and find the positives in these people and learn their story, learn why they are the way that they are or whatever it may be. Just judge, judgment is such a low vibration and you do not want to be there. It's, no. I think it's like at the bottom of the list, honestly, when you look at a vibrational scale oh, yeah. of energy and just don't be there. So yes, focus and find the good in people and women that inspire you and lift you up and push you to be better because that's seriously what we need. So I love that you're doing like that spotlight and allowing people to nominate and just getting to know women better and what they've been through. So it's, it's been super fun. Yeah. I love it. And I love everything you're doing. I think, I think you're going to do amazing things with this company. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like you've already got the other stuff in the works and I'm so excited to see where it goes. Thanks. I'm super excited. I think you know, a lot of people, a lot of women can benefit from this of just really helping plan their days, plan their weeks, and then just journal about what like they're grateful for just to have that accountability partner. Yep, exactly. I love it. So where can people go to order these, find you, follow you? All the yeah. Things. So our, um, Instagram is at Ariel Grace co and that's C O and our website is arielgrace.co. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Go follow it. You guys, she has, like I said earlier, she's a, she does, or I don't know if I even mentioned it. You do photography on the side. Yes. And her beautiful, her pictures are beautiful. <laughs> Thank so you. her Instagram is just so nice to look at mm-hmm. and all your reels are fun. And I mean, I know you talk about other women being inspiring, but like she is seriously Wonder Woman and you. you're the most inspiring of all. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you guys follow her. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on or share about? No, I don't think so. Just okay. follow us on our journey. And, you know, if you guys order, order a planner, you know, share about it so we can just help, help all the women. <laughs> yes. Yes. Seriously. Especially, you know, the day and age that we're in now, we need yeah. to be focused on growth and, finding happiness internally more than ever. So get this journal, um, get the planner, um, start here and watch how it transforms your life. Yes. Thank you so Mm. much, McCall. Yes. Thank you for being on here and God bless you guys. And we'll see you next week.